0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the be cast by Be Still, Be Free. I'm Monica. And I'm Sarah. And we are so excited to kick off a brand new series yes. today. I can't believe it's another series. I know, but I feel like our we, we have a lot of um, shorter series this like semester that I we're know, fitting in.
1: But they're really kind of not. They're still like six
0: weeks yeah. long. Yeah. I that's true, I don't know. But I don't... it feels that way. I yeah, because we'll too. have a whole other new series before we break for summer. Yep. Which is crazy. That so would be like, smaller. Yeah, that'll be smaller. We might end it earlier. We Who just knows? might be like we need a break before Memorial oh, that's Day. <laughs> that's right, we might. Set up. One um, of us more than another. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be moving, so I'll be ready. You guys, Monica is getting a house. Fingers crossed. The appraisal (laughs) happened yesterday. Uh, Listen, by the time this all launches out, we'll have the answer, but... The um, appraisal happened yesterday. We're waiting to get the final word, but closing is set for mid April. So she can finally settle in. You guys, I'll be able to get all my, you know, cookie cutters out of storage. And I'll, I'll, we'll go through storage. It'll be like Christmas. I'll be like, ooh, look. It's really I didn't know bad I had activity. that. That's the second time this morning you've mentioned
1: a cookie cutter. You don't
0: cook. <laughs> no, I don't. But I wanted to take the toaster waffle and make it into a heart for Valentine's Day. And I had to do it with like my bare hands and a knife. And it was terrible. I would have loved a picture of that. Uh, I was trying to channel my inner Proverbs thirty one woman, and I didn't have the tools <laughs> handy to be able to do it. And didn't live in your skill set. Li- living in my ego waffle was a very janky heart. <laughs> oh, <that's> so hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. So anyway, we are talking about the book of Ruth yeah. over the next few weeks.
1: We talked about in the last series, because I spoke on Ruth yep. as my woman of the Bible, how we've never talked about Ruth. Yeah. And what a great, we did
0: Esther, right? Yeah, we did Esther. And so we're like, hey, let's do Ruth. Yeah. So we are diving in and um, I'm sure you've seen we are calling this series Be Noble. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> you see my says be Ruth Because <laughs> she's called a woman of valor yes. 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 which means noble and <laughs> so I Probably we'll find some proof of that at some point. That I don't think so that I have funny. any in my notes for yeah, today, but that today. anyway, be noble We're talking about Ruth. Um, That's awesome. Which is a phenomenal story and just a wonderful Testament to the faithfulness of God. Yeah. So well, why don't you take us off, us Sarah? Off.
1: Yeah. And, um, Monica kind of peeked at my notes. So I know that we have similar notes, so you know, chime in whenever you want to. Sure. Um, so interestingly enough, the book of Ruth, I'm reading a friend of mine does a favorite things um, Christmas party every year <clears throat> and her gift to everybody is she puts it back together of her some of her favorite things since so everybody it's like the Oprah show like you go home with this whole of <laughs> and she did um, a notebook that she created of going through the Bible chronologically mm. and so what was very interesting about this is learning learning about Ruth is kind of learning where she fits in chronologically and right. so like Job fits in in the middle of Genesis, which who knew that Job fit in right. in the middle of Genesis? I would have thought that Job fit in with Where he the fits in, <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah, not in Genesis. So um, I love that this was a part of that since I'm kind of doing that right now. So it took place in the time of Judges. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> if you think about the, the book of Judges, right, yep. that's when the Judges ruled the land. There were no kings. This is about 400 year period after Israel enters into the promised land um, with Joshua being the one who led them there. It's roughly 1500 to 1100 B.C. Mm -hmm. And um, these days were really hard days. They were dark days. uh, And this was back in the time when. Um, you would see the hand of God mm-hmm. on Israelites, um, when they were living in sin, like, you know, he would allow them to suffer famine and, right. um, despair, you know, whatever that looks like at that, at that moment. Um, but famine was one of the most biggest difficulties, one of the most biggest difficulties, one of the biggest difficulties that they suffered.
0: Um, I and- actually read that, um, it's a possibility that the story of Ruth was included in the book of Judges at one point, yes. like, written kind of together and yes. then later when it was canonized, God, you know, wanted it separated Drew out. It out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which
1: again, is just an interesting, yeah. and what an interesting story of hope Yes, in the middle of such a time of despair. Yes. I think that's, what's interesting too. It's like a beautifully written um, biography that was stuck in the middle of this nasty, dark time of suffering yeah. with the Israelites. Um, and so, because of this famine, this is kind of what drew Imelech. Um, um, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Imelech and Naomi and their family out of Bethlehem at the time and over into Moab, right? Mm-hmm. So, we yeah. on the same page? Yep. All right. So, um, here's another interesting. Uh, thing is that I learned and there are a lot of different opinions about this book of Ruth and where it was, where it fell, who wrote it, who didn't write it. But apparently um, a lot of people feel like it was written during David's life. Yes. Um, And so if you remember um, with, with Ruth, the beauty of this story is that in the end she falls in love, she gets married and she becomes a great grandmother of, um, David, yeah, and that, yeah, you know, this is where the lineage of Christ right. begins. And then, if you remember, and you're going to have to help me with this just a little bit. Um, I can't remember what series we did it with, where we um, talked about Rahab.
0: Yes, it was a women of the one of the women of was the Bible, it just one series. of the women. Mm-hmm. And did you? Are you the one who talked about? I Rahab did. Or was it? Amber? It was you. And then what? Rahab has some part in this as well. Yes, Rahab. I read about it yeah. while I was see, studying for this. and I meant all the to, details blur together. But Rahab is part of that same yeah. lineage. I don't remember if it's before or after. So I think,
1: oh, doggone it, I can't remember. But what's interesting is you look at Ruth, who was a Moabite. Yes. And you look at Rahab, who was a harlot. uh huh, And you see how God took these two just extraordinarily, ordinarily women. Who
0: actually should have been shunned. Like, you know, like Ruth wasn't. An- A refugee. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Didn't belong in this land. Uh Uh-huh didn't grow
1: up serving this God uh-huh. and then you take Rahab who hid the spies and yeah. that was her act of faith yep um and then her love story takes place and then Ruth's love story yeah. takes place and they both end up having to do with David's lineage in the in the lineage of Christ it's just fascinating pretty pretty fascinating right and and I that's one of the things that I've loved about us doing the women of the Bible is that it's so easy to think that the Bible is chocked full of people that we can never be like and yet they're just like us yep they were sinners and, and
0: different people. Well, us. it just goes to show you what God can do with a woman specifically for the case of this episode, what God can do with a woman who purely just wants to chase after God. Yes. The circumstances don't matter. And that's one thing that I'll talk about in a little bit mm-hmm. is, is God could not care any less about the circumstances when it comes to how it relates to your future. Cause he loves us all the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is that, that's, this is that proof
1: yeah. that his love covers all. Yeah. All those who love him. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's pretty extraordinary.
1: I thought this is very interesting that this um, book could have possibly been be, been written by Samuel. And apparently Samuel was an amazing storyteller. So he has that that uh, little reputation. Yeah. And so many people think that Samuel wrote the book. Of Ruth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that it was written after sometime between when Samuel anointed David, but before he took the throne. That's right. So, yeah. During that span of David's like... Yeah, time.
1: And what's really cool about that, when you think about this, if Samuel wrote this story, think about how many campfires did they sit around and talk about this, where David came from? Yeah. And how this
0: even, you know, who knew that this was going to happen and who knew that? And that God felt it important enough to tell Samuel about this Mm -hmm. all these years later Mm -hmm. and like give him the detail. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Ruth may have been alive, but well, I think she was because, um, in the,
1: in the fourth chapter at the end, it, talks about Ruth and David. It, it brings something together. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look at that. But I, I do think that she was alive, at least during some of this. And that's why I was like, I wonder how many times they sat around the campfire and told yeah. the story of how Ruth and Boaz met, you know? Right. Like, just, who would have thunk it? And <laughs> here we are, and we're going to have a, a grandson that's going to, a great-grandson who's going to be king. Yeah. Like, just... They were normal people. They would yeah. have had normal conversations. Yeah. And they were probably completely as blown away at their own story as anybody else was blown Absolutely. away by their story. Um, <clears throat> it's just such a great book about how God works all things together for his good. Um, this is another really interesting uh, point is that we call it the book of Ruth. And yet really it's written from Naomi's point of view na- No, ain't <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> Naomi, I had a girl that I went to high school with who's knowing me. And so uh, a couple of places I've written Naomi, but it's yes. Naomi. So Naomi's point of view, it is also,
0: um, it is almost as much
1: her story as it is.
0: Ruth's yeah. story. In fact, um, I read an article by Chuck Swindoll. Cause that's one of the notes that I had that was the same as yours. And he says, um, that the, the that this story views God through the eyes of a woman. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. We use the stupid. same article.
1: That's so funny because mine was check Swindle and stuff.
0: I love Inside and, for and Piper. Living. I
1: had a Piper and a window. I mean, how bad can this go with Piper <laughs> and window? At least resources. it's sound. <laughs> it's pretty sound. It is pretty darn sound. And what I love is I was thinking about this. This is this is my own. I just said, Ruth is the heroine of the story, but she's not necessarily the main character. Right. Because I think Naomi is really more of the main character.
0: Well, it starts out with the um, it starts out with the loss and then the redemption in Naomi's story, yep. more so than Ruth. Yep. Um, and I love that like one of the things that Chuck Smith said is that the story reveals the extent of God's grace, that he accepted Ruth into his chosen people and honored her with a role in continuing the family line. Um, but then it, biblica.com had said Naomi's passage from emptiness to fullness through the selfless acts of Ruth in Boaz. Such love also reflects God's love and a marvelous joining of human and divine actions. Mm-hmm. And that's the phrase I love the most. It was a marvelous joining of human and divine actions love together. That. But it is. It's, it's Naomi's emptiness to her fullness yep. and how God, even in the midst of what she thought about it from her own point of view in the beginning, <laughs> like God was like, yeah. no, I got, Yeah.
1: That. Well, and that is similar to um, Job's, the story yeah. of Job. And Naomi is often referred to as a female Job, and interestingly enough, I've been going through the book of Job in my chronological Mm -hmm. devotionals, um, which, you know, is such a hard book to go through, and yet it's so enlightening. And then talking about Naomi and um, both of them, they were embittered, and both of them were sad about where they were in life, and rightfully so. I would be exactly the same way. Yeah. But God brings them out. Yeah. His purpose is never thwarted. Right. We can't we you said something one time that we're not we're not
0: strong enough or important enough to be able to change the plan of God or something like that. Yeah, it was a, um something we saw from Lisa Brevere mm-hmm. that was you're not powerful enough mm-hmm. to destroy God's plan for you. Yeah.
1: It's just that, and I, I talked about this in week one, we see the world horizontally and God sees yeah. it vertically. It takes me back to the uh, verse in Isaiah. This is just as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my plans higher than yep. your plans. We see it from a horizontal earthly perspective and he sees it from a vertical heavenly perspective. That's right. And so he can see the beginning, the middle and the end. And really we can only see where we're at and back. Yeah. And so they didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, neither one of them knew where they were going you don't know where you're going. You just know where you are. Uh You just have to trust God with the journey and with the purpose of why you are on the journey that you're on. That's been my takeaway. The book of Ruth is a perfect example of how God sometimes allows hard times, adversity and grief to lead to his perfect will. I mean, Ruth after all was the great grandmother of David. Um, And it's a beautiful story of loyalty, commitment, humility, willingness, mercy, godliness, and living out God's will. I love what John Piper says. It's a story that shows how God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. It's a story of people who wonder where God is when there are no dreams or visions or prophets. It's for people who wonder where God is when one tragedy after another attacks their faith. It's a story for people who wonder whether a life of integrity in tough times is worth it. And it's a story for people who can't imagine anything great could ever come of their ordinary lives of faith. Mm-hmm. It's a refreshing and encouraging book.
0: It really Isn't is. That great? I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, one of the things that I wanted to dive into was. Um, the names, like actual names, mm-hmm. because God places throughout the entire Bible, everything that we read, he places a great deal of importance on what people are called. Yeah. Um, he changes Sarah and Abraham's name. He changes Saul's name. Um, he calls women who are in situations that are um, extremely lower, low class Um you know, childless widows, the woman at the well, like he calls them daughter. He calls them beloved. And so what he calls people are really important. And so I thought I would start with the meaning of the names of our main oh, characters. characters here. Yeah. So Ruth's name means friendship, oh. which you see played out throughout the yep. whole story. Naomi's name means my delight. Um, Boaz means swiftness and strength is within him. And Mara means... Ne- Means bitterness, which she said, Naomi says herself. Um, and we see that those meanings are all fulfilled throughout the story of the book of Ruth. Ruth exemplifies strong loyal ties to Naomi. That's the friendship. Mm -hmm. The Lord restored delight to Naomi after a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, And Boaz was quick to action when it came to Ruth and showed signs or showed that he he had the strength of the Lord. Right. But here's one of the things I found fascinating is that Naomi says at the very beginning, call me Mara Mm -hmm. because the Lord has dealt me bitterness. But that is the only instance that Mara is used. Naomi is used the whole entire rest of the book. Really? And I thought that was really awesome because the Lord refused to acknowledge calling her by her circumstance. Interesting. She said, call me by my circumstances. And God was like, not going to do it. I'm still going to call you my delight because I know the end from the beginning. Wow. And there was, um, I got this, I have this daily devotional from my daily bread that I get in the mail and they had a book that I sent away for. And it's a book called, um, like, Urgent Prayers for Women or something like that. Are you there, God? Yeah. That's urgent. Yeah. I don't know, Are something there, like God? that. It's me and Margaret. Oh, it's me Margaret. Um, <laughs> but one of the prayers had this line, and I thought this was so fitting for Mara. Naomi, please lift my eyes from my circumstances to your certainties. Oh. And I think all of us can use that. But I think it's just such an important thing to realize. We can define ourselves by our circumstances, but God does not. Wow. And that's what we see at the end in chapter four is how God restores and brings delight back to Naomi and is like, you may feel like you're in a circumstance of bitterness, but I know the end from the beginning and I know the plan that I have for you. And so I'm going to continue to acknowledge you as Naomi because I know the fulfillment of what's about to happen. So
1: what was that again? Please lift my eyes from my
0: circumstances to your certainties, certainties. That is really good. Isn't that so good?
1: It's so true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because in that's it's it's a little bit of the lies, fact, truth that we talked about with bethinkers, but there are certainties of the Lord that overpower the mm-hmm. circumstances of the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, and they do, and it's that whole it's that
1: faith. It's hard. Monica and I were just talking about this, even in our own circumstances, mm-hmm. walking the lines of grief and going through life experiences, and not just jumping straight to the certainties of the Lord, like you never doubt the certainties of the Lord, but allowing yourself to go through the journey because you have right. to go through the journey to get to the end. And sometimes we want to skip the journey and not yeah. feel it emotionally and you disconnect. And I think the thing about Job and, and Job gets, God gets on to Job for this. Um, and I imagine probably felt the same way with Naomi is that you're doubting the end result, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're thinking that you did something wrong or that I'm mad at you mm-hmm. and I'm punishing you for something when really I'm just using your life to, to, Yeah. Further my kingdom. Um. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in your current circumstances and to forget that there are certainties yeah, and that his purpose is going to play out in mm-hmm. the long run.
0: Yeah. It's like when Jesus was on the cross, I feel like it—it it, it is a fine line between like Jesus allowed himself to feel and say, why have you forsaken me? Because mm-hmm. um, that's how he felt mm-hmm. like that was what he was personally experiencing emotionally as he was on the cross even though he knew the end from the beginning. So it's giving yourself permission to feel the feelings and to walk through the lamenting, but not doubting the certainties at the end of it. And that's a, a, that's a delicate dance that we do as believers, because you can easily sway to one side or the other where all your feelings and emotions get stuffed and you ignore them, or me and the pity party have been going on for 90 days now, like we're... Totally having a good time, me and myself, and my problems.
1: Well, and that's where you a lot of people will walk away from God because mm-hmm. they're so stuck in the circumstance that they can't see the certainty. And you think about the the children of Israel. You know, it took them forty years to get to the promised land, in what was supposed to be what a ten day journey or something yeah, like that? Ten like was, days, yeah, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be so small. But because of their doubt and their loathing and their inability to trust and see past their own circumstances, he let them wander for forty years. Yeah, yeah. So how many times do we keep wandering? Right. You know, because right. we, we haven't believed in the certainty or how many times have we not experienced the fullness of the journey because we've separated ourselves out and just jumped straight to, oh, well, God's got a plan mm-hmm. and we're not learning along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like I would say, if you're in the middle of that, where your circumstances, you feel kind of like Naomi and you want to call it something, I would say maybe just ask God, like, what are you going to, what do you call this right now? Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Yep. Yep in the end from the beginning, give me a word or a name that I can latch on to yep. as a hope for when I get to the other to get side, to the other side, that there is
1: a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, what, um, my my prayer and reading through Job this morning, you you kind of write what your favorite verse was and what your prayer is going to be taking that away. And mine was just that I would not doubt the certainties of God, that I would not doubt that he uses the word purpose in Job. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt the purpose of God, that everything has a purpose. It's not just by accident. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily for my purpose. It's for the kingdom purpose. And I think that's important to remember, too. Yeah. It may not feel good for you personally, but it may be what's ultimately best for kingdom building.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Something else that I read on Bible study was just some lessons from the book of Ruth that I wanted to touch on briefly. Um, one is God is concerned about all people, regardless of race, nationality, or status. Mm. Um, Ruth was not a Jew. And even though many discriminated against her, God's love for her did not change. He loved her just as much as he loved everybody else. He doesn't discriminate. He loves everyone the same. Uh, number two, men and women are both equally important to God. I mean, we are all one in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And we see the fact that God wanted to separate out Ruth from judges Mm -hmm. to like highlight her story and Naomi's story and put a spotlight on it. Like that's a that's an important deal. Um, Number three, there's no such thing as an unimportant person in God's eyes. Um, Ruth was a childless widow living in a foreign land away from her birth family. Mm. And childless widows were considered among the lowest class of People That there were in any, (laughs) any city, any town in that area. Um, But God saw her as important and his plan for her life resulted in becoming part of the lineage of Jesus. So God uses people who are considered (laughs) underdogs, unimportant or unimpressive from man's perspective. That's so good. I love the underdogs. We the underdogs. all we all watch ESPN and we'll see the story on game, college game day of like the one guy yeah. from the college playing the next college. And suddenly we're all cheering because he's the underdog and he's had all this adversity and we really want to see him win or in the Olympics when we find out someone overcame such struggles and trials and we never knew their name, but now suddenly like we want them to win the gold. Like that's how are, you're, that's how you pick your, the person you're written for. Absolutely. Their bio,
1: biography story. Is absolutely. Going into it.
0: <laughs> we are such fans as humans of the underdog. And so is God. So like funny. that's a, that's it's a so reflection true. of divine yeah. character. Yeah. Um, Number four, God uses little things to accomplish great plans. Mm. God pulled together events such as famine, Naomi's relocation to Moab, their return to Bethlehem, Boaz's bloodline, and many other events just to ensure that Ruth could be a part of his plan. Yep. Um, and five, God has a redeemer in place who can re- rescue us from the devastation of our own sin. And we, our redeemer is Jesus. And Boaz was the redeemer for Ruth, which we'll talk about. Um, but Boaz was a symbol for Christ and his redemptive work in our lives. Yeah, I love that. So that is a good stuff. That is our introduction to the Book of Ruth. So pay attention for the next four weeks, girls. (laughs) Come on back. It's gonna be good. Um, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything, contact us on social media. Yep. Where it be still be free everywhere. Um, Hop everywhere over the to social our, our be okay. together group too. Hop over to our be together group, and at um, uh, full disclosure, I am not on Facebook, and I forget to sometimes <laughs> log in just so I can go check the group. So I've been quiet on there, but that's just because I had I had taken a break and I decided I like it better without it. But I do miss that group, so I need okay. to log on just. Every couple of days, and so we've got we've group. had
1: some things. We had somebody actually post in there, and I was like, I love that somebody else posted. Like it's yeah, it's not it's not admin like only you and I can post. Absolutely, it's no. a great place to come together, ask for prayer, talk about things, chew things up, share so sure
0: what's going on. If you're looking
1: for a positive group to belong to on Facebook, yeah, come on over. And, and
0: we don't post every day, so we don't no. inundate everybody. Nope. we don't, and we're not ever trying to sell anything. No. So. <laughs> We don't, <gasps> except someone did ask. I posted a picture of my, um, trucker hat, the ones mm-hmm. that, the embroidered ones. They and a couple time. people were like, I want a hat. I was like, I, we just made, I made those as a one-off. And so I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe one should. day we will sell trucker hats. on. We the still have a lot of t-shirts. We do still have t-shirts. Okay. We are going to try to sell you a t-shirt. Yes. We'll post that. We'll post the t-shirts. Anyway, love you guys. And we will be back next week. Bye.